Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley, and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. This episode is my monthly conversation with Sean McDonough and Jeff Ferosky on Microsoft announcements and message center updates, as well as news from around the community. So let's get started. As we uh, go through and talk about community updates, message center updates, announcements, things that have been happening out there. How is everybody? Doing good, man. How about Thursday. yourself? Yeah, yeah it is. Friday, Friday. Yeah. One week I'm away down. from real food. This yeah, is true. I, I just imagine, Jeff, you, you, you do have that outdoorsman look to you. <laughs> that um, that you're eating uh, uh, turkey legs and uh, <laughs> killing and roasting a pig out in the backyard, like uh, on a backyard. weekly basis, at least. Yeah. Now, I'm on a diet right now, so I'm not doing any of that. I'm like grilling and roasting like, you know, wild caught cardboard that blows to the yard, you know, <laughs> maybe and it's, it's, you know, all the leaves are on the ground. So I you know, Do they have tumbleweeds in, in Massachusetts, Jeff? There's some oh, good but they have they have actual weed, but no tumbleweeds. <laughs> I I'm not referring to the tumbleweed restaurant, of course, but just tumbleweeds. That that might be good eats. Oh, I uh, you know I'll have to like order it off of Amazon and see how it is. <laughs> Maybe throw some um, uh, some salt and pepper on it, see if it jazzes it up a little bit. <laughs> well, so I, you know, I, I'm at the point now. It's like I, I'm not having to cook the turkey and stuff this year. We're going out to my my in-laws, and they have all of their kids and grandkids and great grandkids that are showing up to this event. So they've wow. rented a house because they're like, yeah, even they were like, I don't want all these people in our house. <laughs> so they're going <laughs> and renting a house uh, for for the month and family coming in from other states and stuff. And oh, and cool. so somebody else is doing that. My job is actually my favorite to cook for Thanksgiving, which is the stuffing. And I'm one of those, I like to put lots of things in the stuffing. Like it's a full meal in itself. It's, yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited about that. It's very tasty. I've had stuffing duty many times and have yet to ever get it right because I try to make vegetarian stuffing. So there's your mistake right there. Yeah, I know. Stuff she calls heart attack stuffing, um, which uh, is decidedly non-vegetarian. Surprise! Um, yeah. <laughs> and how many right, sticks of butter is in that? When it go in, right? So I, I think, think it's, it's 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 like four sticks of butter in my recipe for the I do the jumbo thing. Like it's, I mean, Sean, it, it's fantastic. It's really good. But it's, so I put a lot of the things in it. Like I have uh, sweet potato and. Um, you know, in tons of onions and, uh, I don't put like crazy, like nuts and things in it, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, but a lot of what I do is I usually, I always cook my turkey stuffed and then pull the stuffing and put it in as kind of the base for the stuffing on the, on the stove and kind of expand on that. So I take the turkey drippings and I put that into it and yeah, so it's, yeah, it's very tasty. And I think like you know, one cup is probably like 2,000 calories. Mm, delicious. That's fantastic. They pack his <laughs> stuffing for M- Army MREs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think in, in another land, it's called Lembas. It's a very sustaining. <laughs> well, so uh, you know, one of the biggest things I think we, I don't think we talked about last time, but you know, 
you know, we had, of course, Ignite behind us now and a lot of announcements out of that. But going back even further, back in September 22nd, I can't remember, Jeff, if we, if we covered this one. Sean, you know, when he refused to show up at the last recording. Yeah, that um, goes. Can't <laughs> but was that around the Viva announcements? And so the expansion of some, some new, new offerings there. Um, I don't know if either of you guys are focused at all on Viva stuff. So great. Um, pretend for a minute that I don't know anything about metallurgy, engineering, or physics, and just tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so I, I won't go into all the, the detail, detail on it because we're going to talk about other stuff. Because I do think we did cover it, and I've talked about Viva and other recordings and things out there. So if you are not yet subscribed to the podcast and not to the YouTube channel, then there's tons of Viva content that's out there. Yeah, but, uh, so there were some new products. So you had things like Viva Sales that were announced, uh, but you had uh, an Engage, the general availability, and you had like Viva Pulse and some other solutions uh, and goals. features within the existing, you know, Goals has been there for a while. That was the as a acquisition of Ally.io. They finally renamed, rebranded it as Goals. Yeah, so that's been a year. I, you yeah. know, I think you need a marketing brain to stay on top of this, Christian. Well, so the thing you do is, have. And there's, Jeff and there's I big don't. news that's coming out. I think it's going to be announced. Uh, Jeff Teeper's doing the keynotes at the European SharePoint uh, Office 365 and Azure conference happening in Copenhagen in a week and a half. I'm heading over to that because um, it's always great to travel on the weekend after Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and then and then going to the toasty weather that is Copenhagen in end of November. Um, but uh, oh, so I think there's going to be some announcements there. So Viva, if for folks that aren't paying attention to it, is a it's a major push that Microsoft is doing. In fact, I think they said I think it was by the next like three to five years they see it as being like a three point five billion dollar category for them. So there's I know a it fills lot. my inbox. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So this is the employee experience, and so there's another sub brands within Microsoft Viva. So you have things like Viva Topics, Viva Connections, Viva Engage, um, you know, Viva Insights. So all these different sub products, all building towards that employee experience. So with all the other technologies, the SharePoint Teams, you know, Exchange or Outlook, uh, OneDrive, kind of all of those things, all have a play a role within that employee experience. And so the employee experience, it's like that. It's the next stage. We have all the tools, and this is, I always kind of liken this story. It's like, you know, remember the SharePoint Saturdays? Both of you were there like 10, 12 years ago. The sessions were largely around infrastructure, server management. It was very much IT pro, some dev topics around there, but heavily IT pro. What's happened since then is that as more of that complexity moved into the backdrop and it moved to services, cloud services, more and more of the focus went to the front end, went to the business side around the usage of the technologies. Viva's the next stage of that, saying, you know, you're not having to apply 10 people in your company to keep servers up and running to for all these different services. You subscribe to it now. Microsoft, for the most part, keeps them up and running <laughs> and, and delivers those services so that you can then focus on, okay, how do we actually utilize this? What's the best way to utilize this? And then start looking at that data and saying, why is that team over in this office, uh, this location, 
adopting it really well, but we're not seeing the same numbers. We're not seeing the same usage patterns in other parts of the company and start to understand well, what is that employee experience? Is it based on the technology? Are business processes different? Are the people, the champions, you know, that are the, the advocates for that technology strong in one location, not in others? To start to learn from that so that we can have a more holistic view of collaboration, you know, within the organization. So that, that's kind of what the employee experience EXP is all about, what Viva is all about is, is that end-to-end -end holistic view of the way that we work and making sure that it's optimized, that you know, that we, we have you know, kind of a balanced approach and it's looking out for the health and well-being of employees. Mm, makes sense. It also makes sense why I know very little about it. Um, being a company of one with an employee of one, if I don't have uh, accurate greetings on myself, then chances are something <laughs> Sean, happened. Sean, are you doing a regular pulse survey to check the health of your one employee? Uh, you can, it, don't worry, I you can check make it for my pulse every day to make sure it's got, I've got one. You the need only Viva I'm waiting that. for is Viva Las Vegas, baby. As you're collecting information on that too, make sure that you are GDPR compliant. <laughs> I'll make sure that nobody but myself sees my data. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Things things that they're doing in um, in Viva, like Pulse and uh, the Leadership Corner and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, they're they're starting to implement tools. Um, you know, whether bought or built, um, that a lot of other companies have. You know, just like with the SharePoint world and stuff like that. Um, that a lot of companies have built and uh, products yeah. for to fill that gap, and now Microsoft's, you know, actually filling the need there with their own products. Um, and you know, things like Pulse and Leadership Corner are great, but like with any of the other tools, they're great if they're actually used. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there's always that. Uh, were you kind of inferring the like the like the ongoing battle of being a Microsoft partner and <laughs> trying to create intellectual property that then Microsoft goes and creates. Hey, that was successful over there. We think we'll go create our own native experience. I know, the frenemy it's, it's relationship a new concept. You know. Yeah, but look, I mean that that's the reality in the competitive environment out there. We're in the Microsoft ecosystem. We're partnering with them. In some areas, we compete with them for those those eyes. So it's it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that look. That's just the reality. I, there's uh, I I often talk about like my my first startup that I I sold to uh, Rational Software back in 2001. I mean they got acquired by IBM. If it's those that remember Rational Software, mm -hmm. and IBM did it because there was a huge, rapidly growing. Uh, services community, uh, a network of partners and, and solution providers that were out there. We had the largest collection of free and low-cost uh, add-ins for their uh, Rational Rose and for Clearcase, and so which was why they were interested in acquiring us uh, to, to get a lot of that IP. Uh, but IBM bought all that because they wanted all the services business, and so they basically then killed that entire community, and this is <laughs> again, my my recollection of, of things. Uh, uh, but they <laughs> they uh, so they did it for the services opportunity, and then what happened is that all the partners that made those service opportunities went well. There's no business to be done here anymore, and they moved on. And then they that services opportunity largely dried up for IBM. Uh, 
IBM so. dabbles in genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad one of us said it. Yes. <laughs> We're all thinking it. Yeah. I mean, but it's uh, so Microsoft, there's a balance there. They, they have to, sometimes I think they forget. They get a bunch of you know, eager beavers in there that, that are move, want to move up the ranks and make a name for themselves as an executive inside Microsoft and, and don't understand that balance again. And steam my perspective. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's some that understand it better than others. And there's certainly some core features that Microsoft needs to have natively within the, the, the capabilities. I mean, I look a lot sure. of a lot of the security stuff. If you think of like purview and Intune and kind of those capabilities, like they need to be there. And it's like, I'm sorry to all the vendor community that are out there and the services folks out there. It's like, but yeah, possibly need to innovate. Yep. Yeah, just do better, people. <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Love that. We we are trying to build an audience base, right? <laughs> I think that's one of our stated goals. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else that jumped out to you guys about the the announcements? Um. The learning integration with LinkedIn, I think, is definitely a good step for them. Um, I mean, they have LinkedIn, they have learning. It it's a it's a nice little marriage, you know. Um, and uh, also answers, um, uh, <clears throat> leveraging, you know, it's it's starting to help answer that question. Like we have all this stuff out there, what do we do with it? Um, you know, all this stuff that's stored and tracked and everything, um, it's all sitting there at Microsoft servers um, and actually being able to do something with it with answers, um, I think could be, you know, pretty big. And I think that it, it, as well, uh, Microsoft, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think they need to create another search interface. <laughs> Yet another one. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> joke there, yeah. Because if you if you don't know the inside joke, there, folks, is that there's what like five places to go to search inside of. I, I think you'll missed a few zeros on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do like a lot of what's happening with the integrated search um, when because you mentioned Jeff, the LinkedIn and accessing all that data as well as the, you know, the, the Q and A stuff. Um, mm -hmm being able to access it. Sometimes I forget that those pieces are there when I go in and search via Bing and uh, I, I find all of my internal data and profiles and LinkedIn stuff. So I see a combination. Sometimes I forget that. Uh, why I say that I forget that because yeah, most of my search I do over on Google. <laughs> I always joke that you know if you if your intent to search and find is to find things then I use <laughs> Google but when I'm looking for internal stuff and LinkedIn I'm looking at integration and I use Bing for that yeah. it's still it sounds so harsh to say but I'm <laughs> unfortunately it's just true they've yeah, got some nice results. splash home screens yeah, I know, mean some of that yeah. art is really great yeah uh, search mm, but, you know, cool art. It's really <laughs> sad when the best thing you can say about a search engine is the art that is uh, well, it, curated for What they for need it. to do is, you know, have a plug in the Teams for the background so you get the daily Bing background in your Teams background. 
What I'm saying I'm is sure that you could probably yeah. do that. So the way that I do, I do it here, this is part of the, the beauty of the two monitors is that, I, so the one that I'm my primary for video and for content creation and search is the Chrome browser is Google as the, the homepage. But all of my work-related stuff, when I do work-related searches, it's all over an edge over on the right. And so, and I, like, I, I don't even think about it now. As I know I want to go and search for something internal because of LinkedIn and the internal content, um, you know, that I'm able to search through, through Bing, that's over an edge browser. I just automatically, I turn to the right. When you I just don't swipe right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just it's like a Pavlovian thing as it's like, oh, internal search. Oh, turn to the right. Hmm. I was doing you're looking for anything else, turn to the left and cough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, there are some organizational psychologists who would love to study you, Christian. <laughs> yeah. I always like to go back to that. I, I know I've told you guys both this story, but uh was sitting around with my four children. Um, a couple of years back, and I asked a question half jokingly, like, you know, how have I, uh, how have I uh, uh, messed you up as my kids? <laughs> and some observations. Oh, wow. Some observations. How much What's our time limit? <laughs> so it was all the family sitting around. Uh, observations. One, everyone took the question seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no one snickered except me, which made me suddenly feel awkward. Um, two. Um, they all had multiple items that they came up with. And three, not a single one overlapped with the four kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you messed them up each individually. You know, you gave them individual care. Well, all after that's all love. of that. That's love. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's uh, I always say that you know, my my uh, my parenting technique is, you know, one, my kids know that I love them. Um, two, there's no way in hell after they're 18 that they're going to be living at home. They, they want, they want so we both went there. Love I, I like they that style. That's kind of my uh, that's kind of my philosophy as well. Yeah, I know we're anxious to get my son out of the house. He's a boy through and through, and with all the baggage that comes with that, lack of attention leaves things all around. So, well, I've got I'm one sure. coming back, so I was feeling some of that. Yeah, change the locks. Well, he just, uh, he's, it's the one who's about to graduate. So the one unmarried child and he's, uh, so he graduates from the University of Utah here in December. And while he uh, looks for full-time employment somewhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. in the meteorology sphere. He's going to home base uh, it. Then he's going to home base it just to save money and get ready for the move. So that makes sense. Yeah. And might be a month. Like is your plan months. to like you know prearrange a marriage for him so you can get him married off and out of the house? I wish that was still an option in this day and age. <laughs> you just need to pick the right culture, Christian. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'm think, sure you could. I, I think he would like to have that as an option. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Google a good-looking kid, he, and he's just he's just a super brain. And I think he uh, he's one of those who speaks three languages and. And he he's just a math nerd and uh, and cool. an atmospheric sciences nerd. So yeah. Anyway, Very cool. good times. Well, <laughs> other other stuff that I thought was cool. Well, so what are you guys th thoughts about Teams Premium? It looks a lot like Teams Current, with 
different add-ons templates yeah it's i don't really see it as much of a a particularly i i guess if you're an organization that has the specific needs that the premium addresses because it looks like you know if you run some sort of revolving waiting room um if you're bringing folks in continuously or meeting with them maybe you're a product research firm um i can see where teams premium would really make sense but somebody who uses it individually or small organizations i think you can do 90 percent of what teams premium might provide uh just on a smaller basis yeah it's yeah, I mean, I, I get Microsoft is trying to a bit. I mean, they're a big focus of theirs is trying to make you know upgrade from an E3 to E5 more appealing with these you know additional services, these little add-ons, mm -hmm. and so, some of Viva are you know it requires the you know E5 licenses to be able to use the advanced capabilities. Um, you need E5 for topics, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so uh yeah viva topics folks if uh, look it up <laughs> you can say that for anything we talk about <laughs> google it with bing um google it on bing or bing it on google or google Alta yeah. Vista, you know where we're like goes well so a lot of that is kind of to your point though a lot of those kinds of capabilities, people have spent the last couple of years with Power Platform, like creating their own mm -hmm. solutions for a while. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a blessed and ordained solution from Microsoft that, you know, they created and obviously will get better support than, you know, the, the homegrown stuff. But, you know, is it worth the money to? It really kind of depends on how you're going to use it. I strongly believe based on you know what i've seen you've got to really have a use case that falls in the sweet spot for the capabilities they're they're providing there's not too much more that's unique i mean the one thing that i did notice was like the sms notifications and you know texting people and i'm sure you can do that you can get your own text gateway and pay to send those and whatnot but um you know the the waiting room is the one thing I see. And if you're running an organization where you've got people coming through all the time, maybe, mm -hmm. like I said, products research or feedback collection, that kind of stuff, I see that as making sense because it provides some capabilities and some nice structure around that. But beyond that, really, it, I, I don't really see where you get too much more versus what you get already with uh, Microsoft 365 in general. Yeah, it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of that's kind of like geared towards like you know healthcare and like a doctor's office. You know, um, you know, you have like um, your appointment scheduling, your text reminders about your appointment, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, that all seems very healthcare oriented to me, which it makes a lot of sense too, since a lot of healthcare has gone virtual um, over the past couple of years since COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's kind of where all that's coming out of. I think the one premium feature, yeah, telehealth. Yeah, like the one premium feature that I think is useful is like the being able to put a message while people are waiting in the lobby to get into the meeting and saying like, sorry, Christian's running late again. Give Go him away. 
you know, <laughs> <laughs> like just that even with um uh even with like large meetings and stuff like that that'd be useful um uh while people are waiting to allow you into the meeting while they're still getting things set up and everything you know being able to message out to one or many people that like sorry you know laptop fell on the floor retrieving another one will be on in five kind of thing you know yeah well I mean, another if you are an organization that has a lot of uh, uh, meeting rooms and has various devices and the management of those things and and has like the 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 small touch pads into conference rooms and things like that. I mean, having those advanced features will also help with that. Which kind sure. of jumps to you know the the uh, what is it the do Microsoft Places, mm -hmm. which which yep. is the, another of the features. Sean, you gave it the official furrowed brow. Do you not know what that one is? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm the ignorant one on this call. So. Not to be confused with, you know, like SharePoint Spaces. Yeah, I was going to say SharePoint Spaces I'm quite familiar with. So yeah, Places, which is the, is the, desi well, there's a few aspects to it. There's the, the better support for locations, so meeting rooms and, and buildings and even being able to, but it also with, I like the concept because of being able to, um, to know, okay, I invited 10 people to my meeting and three of them will be in person. Three of them will be in the office, but working from their desks, dialing in. And okay. a couple other people that are uh, working from home and then one person that's on the road from their phone. So it has a better concept of where people are. And okay. so when you're also booking spaces, it recognizes, start to understand uh, like where you are across campus and that, oh, you've got back-to-back -back meetings, but it will take you 15 minutes to walk in between them. Therefore, let's skew the start date for by 15 minutes to get there. You know, that kind gotcha. of stuff. So that's kind of a physical reality layer on top of all of this. So it's 3D chess, Sean. That's basically what it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I suck at 2D chess, so clearly that explains what's going on here. Uh, yeah, my son explained to me 3D chess one time. I'm like, uh, you can go back in time, and you that's <laughs> yeah. And after you stop the nose, 4D chess, right? 4D chess. I don't know. It's it's got a it's a D in chess. I don't know. Seven D chess. Yeah. Have either of you gone loopy for loop yet? <laughs> Uh, I um, have not, but I, I know a little bit about it, but um, yeah, same here. I haven't um, played with it at all. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised yeah. it's not made as big of a splash as I thought it would. Um, I know there's certainly people that are really passionate about it. And one of the announcements was the adaptive card base uh, loop components, which then implies that you can go and build other solutions where it's part of that. Um, and, and loop for those that don't know what it is it's the the what was it the uh reactive um uh what was the technology behind it what what does it used to be called um circle <laughs> i i should know this because i was in redmond for the dev kitchen for it but it's the idea that that you have uh, so you have loop components that uh if you have it deployed you know and it, whether within teams or an outlook or elsewhere, you add it, and so you can add like a poll or a list or a table or something into it, 
and it's and then share that out with people and people it's it's like doing co-editing in those components wherever they land so i can i can have it i'd be sitting in teams with jeff and i could send the the same a link to that table that we're sitting there working on in our you know, remote synchronous meeting and i could send an email to sean and you'd be able to edit it within outlook and we would see in real time that you received the email you're editing there in, within outlook and it would pick it up in real time in that shared collaborative space and you yes. go back you close that at that email open it up two hours later see all the edits that we've already made to it to edit it embodies to. the publish subscribe model across platform application device things like that yeah it's super sharing yes yeah i saw that they have things like um zoho and smartsheet and stuff like that um just add-ins for that um we have you know as we acquire new companies we always have somebody that comes on that uses smartsheet i hate smartsheet um so the fact that i can work on that like directly from an email and complete a task and you know that just goes back and, and without having to touch it that's yeah. good in my book <laughs> yeah. miro does what we needed to do right now so i mean miro is kind of a one facet of what you could build with loop um mm -hmm. and you know you've got you see where people are on the board everybody's doing it the models maintain that sort of thing um but i kind of see loop as Miro on steroids and across more areas. So, well, that's and it, and it kind of fits in along those lines. You're talking about like whiteboards, you know, the Microsoft whiteboard, which I was pointing this out. I wrote a blog post on whiteboard templates like two and a half, three years ago, and it continues to be in my top five most searched for and read articles on my blog every mm. month. That's cool. And people just love that and it pulls in big numbers. People go to your uh, blog. Well, I was surprised <laughs> as you are. So, yes. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more, you know, so a bunch of features that came out around Whiteboard. Again, not something that gets a bunch of, uh, you know, news and fanfare, certainly not from the uh, uh, the, the speaker class of, of people yeah. that, you know, the, the MVPs that just want to focus on the new exciting stuff. Whiteboards are just one of the meat and potatoes uh, feature sets that people are using heavily. It's cool functionality, but they've added a bunch of the stuff to add like embedded links and the videos capabilities. They added templates, templates, a bunch of templates too, didn't they? Yep. And uh, and I like the sticky notes and they worked with, um, what was it? They worked with like 3M. So it's like officially <laughs> branded using the, the term sticky notes or whatever it's. <laughs> official well, sticky notes and yeah there was uh, an official sticky i mean not the windows based one but there was a third party sticky notes app that my wife eventually they're called windows post -it notes oh post-it notes yeah there we go <laughs> my so, dad worked for 3m for 40 years so we i i have a lifetime supply of so you're sensitive to the talk about that you got yeah. the branding wrong buckley come on yeah. yeah, it's it, he had a I, he had a we had to sign waivers as children that we're gonna you know <laughs> uh, upkeep the branding um you know from yeah do they come and regularly search your home to see if there were any pilfered office supplies <laughs> is that a thing uh, no <laughs> the rogue office closet yeah so you can take notes with your fancy green light up pens. 
Yes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> funny I, was enough, through, I was going through a drawer the other day and found one of these. I'm like, nice. oh. <laughs> I was just so I was in Orlando last week. I went for you know I, I went for the event. Stayed for the hurricane because everyone <laughs> stayed because the flights yeah. were canceled. Yeah, imagine that. No, I, that was the, I was there. I got there before I left after the hurricane, and and honestly, it was. I realized it hit the coast. I don't want to be insensitive, people, but um, I kind of said BFD about the whole thing. Like, I've been in bigger storms. Come on, people. <laughs> Type you. Know, what is it? Uh, Mayday. Le- level one hurricane. Like, uh, man, it's just called a winter storm, people. Uh, anyway, um, sorry for those that lost their lives that were closer to the coast. Uh, yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So as we were, as we were talking about swag and what was like the hot swag at the event and everybody said like the same thing. It's like, you know what we should just have just the, that went first were the stickers, like a bunch of fun and crazy stickers and we needed more pens. And so one of the, one of my sales guys is like, it'd be great if they lit up or blinked. I'm like, there there we go. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that said at an event. We need more pens. <laughs> Just needed more pens. Now we had uh, because of the storm, our one box that had the uh, tablets, like the electronic devices, and all of the brochureware did not make it. <laughs> Everything else got there, huh. um, but not. Well, that's a handicap. That's, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm the only one that had business cards and uh, we had tons of other swag, but we didn't have, we're there to talk to MSPs and we had no brochures. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Like, uh, uh, hold on. Here's our website. Let me write it on the back yeah. of my business card. Oh, yeah. Come to my sandwich shop. We don't have bread, but you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold your hand out and they put bacon on it. <laughs> yeah, really. Should be Call it the hand sandwich. I think that could legitimately be a thing. Yes. You'll you'll offend Luke Skywalker with that one. Hand sandwich. Uh, uh. Well, hey, well, that is a segue for that. Um, big theme. Microsoft, uh, Satya keeps saying about doing more with less. See that? Oh. I, I think it was Dilbert's the boss who said that first. Work smarter, <laughs> not harder. Yeah. All that kind of garbage. It's uh, I, I, I think that I, I, this is just, you know, my opinion on the matter. Um, uh, but, you know, as Microsoft is rolling out all these, you know, like you have E5. This is the highest tier. You get all this stuff. You get everything. Now, like now you have to pay a little extra for this. I think one, it's a way two, to bring um, uh, to get, you know, people like, well, you have all this stuff that we've already given you. Please check this out. Um, for larger corporations where, you know, a $3 a month, um, you know, Defender license um, uh, is going to, you know, like for like um, uh, app governance, uh, you know, times a, you know, 50,000 person company is a huge amount of money every year. Um, and then it, and it's not, you know, something that's just like a little drop in the bucket. You know, that's a big add on um, for any company. But for smaller companies, too, I think it's a, a way to pull people more into the Microsoft sphere um, uh, and allow them to see, you know, what exactly they have access to and to get them using it and maybe to help smaller companies save more money and to keep them under the umbrella of Microsoft, too. You, you look at some of the history of like adoption, like along these lines. 
I mean, I remember the transition with Microsoft is it was because initially when Office 365 was branded Office 365, MMS, then BPOS, then Office 365. And at the time, I mean, uh, the majority of, of, of clients that were signing on and using SharePoint and hosted SharePoint, they didn't they, they didn't care about who was using it or not because most of the people were using it because it was part of their enterprise agreements or EAs. So they're using all that. And they were, what happened for Microsoft, you saw exactly the moment it was around the SharePoint 2010 launch or just after that, where huge organizations were like starting to look at some of the numbers like our people, like we got 100,000 people in this EA. You know, we got 5,000 of those that are using the SharePoint. We don't need this thing. Yeah. You know? And you had a lot of that. Microsoft went kind of went, whoa, 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 wait a second. Maybe adoption is important. So it's not just about selling the licenses, but it's about making sure adoption's up there. Well, that's great, and you can focus on that. But now with Microsoft's push towards, we must get everyone onto E5, and we want all these other additional services. Yeah, but so many organizations, especially now with the economic downturn, um, whether we're in a recession or not, like, hmm. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, wherever you are on that, uh, organizations are really focused on doing more with less. So it's not just Microsoft making it a slogan that they're out there pitching. It's just, it's the reality of where we are. It's like, if I can get done using my existing E3 and a bunch of F1 licenses for our frontline workers and a third party tool that is a, together is a third of the cost or less than buying E5 licenses to get the same functionality, guess what? Mm -hmm. Companies are going to buy the ISV solution and the E5 licenses, and Microsoft should be thankful that they continue to have that business and people are happy with the functionality and not get all wound up about not upgrading people to E5s. Yeah. Again, coming from an ISV perspective, but <laughs> um, but it Makes so much. Sense. But companies want to, you know. The, the, there are far fewer companies that are, hey, there's something new. Sign me up to whatever it is. They're being much more uh, aware of what is the actual business value? What are we actually using and adjusting um, those the software by to fit what is actually being used? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it's a good thing too. Yeah. Because in the last handful of years, Honestly, I've seen all sorts of new products, services, and whatnot released, and I'm like, who is this for? I mean, yeah, it's a clever idea, but what problem does it solve? It seems like we are just throwing crap out there. If I build it, somebody will buy it, right? So it's nice in that, you know, people applying scrutiny where they spend their money we're actually going to see some focus on things that are going to truly add value. I know Microsoft does quite a bit of that already, and I'm not specifically talking about Microsoft, but you know, I have the same problem with Adobe Creative Cloud. It's like how <laughs> many different media manipulation things do I really need to get my job done? There's so much overlap between oh, yeah. products. It's like what I have the same problem with Microsoft on level some level. What's the real value? behind xyz because it feels like this it also feels like this maybe a little bit of this so what's it actually doing for me that i couldn't do before 
aside from maybe having to go across different products, things like that. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And depending on what people are used to, sometimes they don't have a problem going across multiple products, multiple vendors to get this solution. So the, yeah, that's you start tying money to it. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a key part of, I know it's cliche now, the digital transformation, but a big part of that is looking at like, you know, where's our intellectual property? What are people actually doing? What's the culture of our organization? Does it make sense? Can we consolidate products, you know, brands, you know, <clears throat> consolidate logos, simplify that? Does that reduce costs, you know, those licensing costs? What, what are, does it reduce risk when our intellectual property is spread across? Because that's probably the, should be the top priority for most companies. Is, <laughs> should be. Where is your IP? If it's sitting across a dozen different cloud services, that might be an issue. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for consolidating. But ultimately, I mean, if you're okay with managing that, you're confident that you're secure and all those things, then it shouldn't matter that it's striped across multiple platforms. Mm. Should that? Yeah, yeah should. should. <laughs> well. I mean, and therein lies, and I'll do the hand the opportunity of, <laughs> of, of partners. I know, I, Jeff, I don't know if you know, Sean is well aware of this. Every time I say the word opportunity, I have to do the hand motion. The, the, yeah, I expect to hear an angelic choir and a little yellow oh. light goes off from around his head. <laughs> exactly. The clouds part and the opportunity is yeah. granted to all. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I know that a lot that we cover is we're close to the hour here. I mean, any other final like standouts, anything else that is impacting your life on a day-to-day -day basis based on what's recently announced? Nothing from Microsoft, but yeah. <laughs> That's a different uh, podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting into any like the, what's the latest uh, like uh, albino snake that you've whittled in the janky workshop? Yeah. Sorry, the new janky workshop, not like the old janky workshop, which is just a completely different show. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that one didn't really land well. You know, <laughs> it's new and exciting. Um, no, I, 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 I'm starting to get away from the albino snakes. Um, you know, they they were a hot seller for for a minute, but um, when you, you have know. four or five, I'm mean, like, do I need another one? Like, yeah, that that's kind of like you. I think you called it out. I think that's kind of the capacity that one has to collect from just, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, five of the same thing. Although they're all different and unique in their own way because they're hand Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the well, one that any, like I dropped and it's cracked in half and needed a super glue back together, you know. If anyone needs a, uh, you know, a just a delicately hand carved, um, albino snake which is a, a stick that that is kind of pointy on one end uh, and just your guy it still pokes yeah it still pokes yeah. you can use it sharp pointy objects hey they make great stocking stuffers so yeah yeah especially for little children yeah that's right it's great to run with it oh yes <laughs> it's Run with it right up, hold them in front of your face, like with the points near your eyes. And exactly. Well, yeah, yeah you got to do it in stereo. You can only do it with one hand, though, because you need to have scissors in the other hand. Oh, there you go. Of course. Yeah. That's right. Or like On a my end, I mean, I actually, uh, 
speaking of cloud services, I ponied up for uh, a Minecraft realm oh, because cool. my daughter uh, and her boyfriend uh, wanted a place that they could play. And frankly, my new server had not come in. Uh, it's come in. I haven't set it up yet now, but this is uh, a number really, of I'm uninitiated. Back. What does that actually mean? It, like you, so you um, are allowed, like the, uh, are you the god of that world? Uh, essentially, yeah. It's a private, private world you establish. I believe I could set up to, I can only have one active at a time, but I think I could create up to three worlds and swap them in and out as I want, but we only play on one. Uh, it, it's not bad either. It's like seven or eight bucks a month. So. Can you then go open that up to the public or is it only for private for the people you invite in or? So it's, it's the way it works. They've got decent integration with Minecraft. Uh, we play Minecraft uh, on Java, but there's also the native windows for Xbox and uh, plain old windows, but we use the Java version and there's integration of realms into that. You can invite, I believe up to 10 people um, and if somebody gets an invitation, they'll actually see that in their Minecraft client and they can then go and join the realm. So they've, they've managed because pre prior to this, you can join any server you want, but if you want some sort of regulation over it, you have to establish white lists, black lists, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's manual administration. So again, we're taking something that people love to do and making it a service and, for the right price and i think seven or eight bucks is well within our budget range um it's it's a decent it's a decent deal so and for people that are wondering why we're talking about minecraft I'll let, let let me remind you microsoft owns minecraft now so yeah. it is related yeah i still have mojang but mojang is a part of microsoft so well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time, and uh, we'll do this again next month and talk about you know whatever Microsoft throws out there in the next thirty days. And it'll yeah. be just before Christmas. Christmas, break, yeah, yeah, I know. I got next week off this month. I'm gonna have next that week off next month. So it's like this is the you know it's like the pregame for yeah not working. <laughs> well, there, so my understanding is that there there's some announcements going to be made at ESPC in Copenhagen. So. We're going to have some stuff to talk about, so I'll be I'll be ready to go. Awesome. So thanks, everybody. And for those, if you're not yet subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because I've got Sean and, and Jeff with me at least once a month uh, talking about these announcements. That's when the, I say at least once a month. That's when Sean shows up. And uh, when he calls me, that's also, that's also when I show up, too, is once a month, because that's when we do this. <laughs> Man, you miss you, one little miss. I mean, you end up paying for it for the that's rest all, of your life. That's, all it takes. that's right. Uh, and uh, and then, of course, uh, it, also, please go and subscribe out onto the YouTube channels. There's a lot of other stuff. And we have Sean and I are out there a lot. Jeff rarely shows up out on those video stuff because yeah, he's got a face for radio, folks. So sorry. This is true. <laughs> Mountain man personality. It's that mystique. We need yeah. to get you into some of those, Jeff. Some of the AMAs and other stuff that's out there. So I'm in. Yeah. But so there's, uh, anyway, lots of content that's out there. If you go out and you can search on Collab Talk or on my Twitter handle, Buckley Planet. I, that's my new alias on YouTube as well. So if you search for just YouTube whack uh, at Buckley Planet, you'll find it as well. So good deal. Thank you. Anyway, oh. Talk to you soon. Yep. All right. Take care, gentlemen, Later. and happy Turkey Day. Yes, indeed. Gobble, right. gobble. <laughs> Cheers.
You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published every Friday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast services. Thanks for listening.